Okay. A loan officer, Molly on holistic marketing, simplified podcast. That makes no sense. Well, trust me, you are going to absolutely love this episode with Nate Fain. One of the number one things I teach to kind of lessen social media burnout or kind of that toxic feeling that some people could have about social media is to unfollow or mute other people in your industry. Like not that you don't want to support your colleagues, but if you've heard me talk about this before, you know, that when you are only following other people who do the same thing you do, that it can really make you feel stuck creatively. It can make you compare yourself to them and think, Oh, I'm not doing as much as they are. And so truly, I really don't follow a whole lot of people in the actual social media space, but I do follow a lot of other really like fun accounts like Nate. Nate and I actually have never met in person, but I was introduced to him when I lived in Pensacola, Florida. I used to um, do social media for some realtors forever ago. And his account is just his Instagram account. I don't follow him on um, TikTok, but he's just hilarious. So Nate is a mortgage broker with over a decade of experience, but over the last few years, he's really focused on building his brand on social media. So in 2018, he posted his first montage type video. And now fast forward five years later, he has a community of over 250,000 people across all of his platforms. All of his videos get tons of engagement. They have led to an increase in his business. And I really just think that you will absolutely love this episode. It goes a little longer than normal, but trust me, there are about 50,000 gold nuggets. So without further ado, here's Nate. Welcome to Holistic Marketing Simplified, a podcast for health and wellness professionals looking to simplify their marketing. I'm your host, Molly Cahill, and this podcast is brought to you by Holistic Marketing Hub, our hybrid program that supports you with personalized coaching, caption templates, and virtual classrooms. In this program, we teach health and wellness professionals how to fish, but we also bait their hook. Head to holisticmarketinghub.com to learn more and use code podcast for $100 off. You can find full show notes, resources, and more at mollycahill.com slash podcast. All right, Nate, welcome to the show. Great um, to be here. I have a mortgage guy. How about that? Yeah, there we go. <laughs> On a podcast about health and wellness and holistic marketing. Why? <laughs> okay, here's why. Nate, okay, first of all, I have an episode, I think it's like episode two or three, where I talk about transforming your toxic relationship with social media. Uh -huh. And one of my favorite tips is to unfollow everyone in your niche, everyone in your uh -huh. industry, because you'll just start comparing yourself to what they're doing. Right. And then you get in this vacuum, right? Like this silo of like recycled ideas. Mm -hmm. But when you follow people in other niches, you, it's like, it sparks your brain. Like, and, and then you get out of your little, your little vacuum, right? Mm-hmm. And so you are somebody, how did we even like, how did we even meet? We've never even met in real life, but I feel like it's I know. Gotta, yeah. It's gotta be on Instagram or something that we found somewhere, somewhere on, on the internet. On the interwebs. I feel like, because you live in Pensacola. Live in Pensacola. Pensacola. Yeah. Right. Okay. So I used to live in Pensacola. I want to say like, you know how I think we got hooked up was because I used to work with Levin Rinky and do doing a lot of their Instagram stuff. And they were like, yeah. oh, you should follow this guy. Yeah, I know a lot of agents over there. So that that might be why. Um, and this was that was probably in like what 2020, 2021 that you were doing it? 2019. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's crazy because that was even before I kind of blew up on social media as well. 
well, what most people think like blew up on social media. So like 2019, kind of early 2020, I was relatively unknown on the national level, but throughout Pensacola, like I was pretty well known at that point in our, in my niche, of course. Well, yeah, no, but well, talk to me about the blowing up. Like I haven't looked, you know, where I'm not a big TikTok person, but like, yeah. where are you now with your growth and with Instagram and, and TikTok? Um, I'm over 240 something thousand on TikTok. And then I'm, I think a little over 7,000 on Instagram, which is a little mind blowing for me, uh, given my subject matter, it's still kind of like a surreal experience for me. And I mean, it's it's wild, wild, right? Like my subject matter is unbelievably boring. Literally Nate's handle on Instagram is mortgages are boring. Right. (laughs) Right. You know, and and I, I, I had that early in my career because it was like, let's address the elephant in the room. I mean, I'm going to try to make a very boring subject matter into something sexy or entertaining or whatever you, you want to say you know so like that's really I wanted to go against the grid because everybody can go up there and they can say that they have the best rates mm. and they have the best products and they have the best process or whatever that's just not me I that that didn't feel authentic to me and if you're saying the same thing as everybody else you're not sticking out so I went the opposite direction and I said no I'm gonna like show my real me on the internet which was right. a little terrifying uh, at first, but I didn't really care. So I kept going and it's paid off. I mean, I've, I've transformed my life as crazy as that sounds in the last, what, say five years or so. Okay. I have um, three things I want to follow up with just for me okay. saying that. So I'm hoping I don't forget these. So step one uh-huh. is the reason, one of the reasons I wanted to have you on is because you have literally mortgages are boring in your title. And, um, not that I think that chiropractic or health coaching or whatever is boring, but mm-hmm. I did have an outside person, one of my friends who's a social media manager, because some of our clients have been clients of ours for years, you know, mm-hmm. and you know, you get to where you can't see what you can't see, right. like, because you're just in it. Right. And I was like, Hey, will you do an audit of our accounts? Just, just as like a fresh set of eyes who doesn't know anything about this subject matter. And she did like some of the things she's like, I mean, some of these topics are a little boring, so maybe we can kind of like figure and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad I'm having Nate come on the show because (laughs) you literally like have this, this mortgage (laughs) topic and you make it fun and interesting. So I just want to, so the, the first thing I wanted to follow up with you on is you said it was terrifying putting yourself out there. Mm -hmm. Do you think, because that is one of the number one pieces of feedback I get from people. They're like, I'm really, I'm either scared to show my face on camera or and, or like, um, I actually had a, a male chiropractor, one of my clients who's been a client forever texted me the other day. And he's like, anytime I have a reel that gets any traction, the trolls come out and I feel like I'm having to defend the profession. Mm-hmm. So do you feel like, and I feel like that's kind of two different things, like not letting the trolls bother you is one issue. And then like yeah. the fear of showing your face is another. So let's start with that one. You seem like a naturally like extroverted, funny type of person, but do Mm -hmm. you think that's something that can be taught? Like, do you think you can hone those skills? So when people get to know me and it's uh, not that I'm anybody's hero, but this is just this hang with me here. So when people meet me in real life and I don't know them, you know, it goes back to the saying of like, never meet your heroes. Like a lot of my internet friends, when they meet me and I'm, I'm not like, like I'm, I'm like this and I'm outgoing and, and everything. Like when you're in my circle of trust, like when you are in my inner circle, like the person you see on the internet, that is the real me when you're in my circle of trust. But when people come and like and approach me, 
and they're like, Hey Nate, I we're friends on Instagram, whatever. Like a lot of times I'm like, why is this like, this is weird that this is happening. So I'm not act like naturally extroverted. Like I'm actually a little introverted. Now, once you get to know me, I'll talk your ear off. But it, it, like, I think of like an extrovert as like someone who will talk to anybody. And I do have moments of that. Don't get me wrong. I'm probably whatever it is, like introvert, extroverted, introvert, or whatever it is. So for me, um, one of the things that I had to do mentally, because that's not like a natural feeling for me, is I would act, I would, you know, I would record everything on my phone and I would act like I'm FaceTiming my friend. So Ooh, I would try to get my tip. mind. Yeah. I would try to get my mindset into, I'm just going to FaceTime my friend and present this in a, so in a way that like it would be easily digestible for my friend to learn whatever I I'm, I'm trying to teach or whatever content I'm making. Like I, I want it to be like, I'm talking to a friend. So I would really, really try to focus in and hone in. And sometimes like I would even FaceTime a friend before shooting content to just get in that that mindset and that mind frame. That's how I, I overcame the 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 fact that I am I am truly not that extroverted. Now, if you get me in my comfort my comfort place, my my comfort my my safe space or whatever, absolutely, <laughs> I'll be the life of the party. But I've had people in the past just come up and 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 they introduce themselves to me, and I'm still not used to that. I'm working on that. I'm getting through mm-hmm. that because. Of, you know, when I first started this in 2018, it was just to grow my business. I never thought that it would get to this point. Like this is as bizarre for me as it is for anybody else who looks at my page and like, what's the deal with this guy? Like, I don't get the hype. Like I get it. I am right there with you. Yeah. So I'm still learning that, but yeah, that's one of the biggest tips that I tell pretty much anybody is like, you, you want the, you, you come off to your real authentic self when you act like you are talking to a friend. Mm. So even if it's FaceTiming a coworker, even if it's FaceTiming whoever, I'm talking five, 10 minutes before you start to shoot. If you have to do that, if that's a mental hurdle for you, like at this point in my, my career and my content creation career, I don't have to do that anymore. Right. But early on, it was something that I did over and over again to get myself. It's, it's kind of like an actor getting, into character. Yes. But it was easy for me because like I just had to get into character of me. Yeah. But I had yeah. to get that comfort level first. No, I get that. And that's actually why I've been interviewing a lot of my um Instagram management clients. Mm-hmm. I've been doing either Instagram live or interviewing them if they're not quite comfortable doing an Instagram live. I've been interviewing them here on Zoom to use that content for their reels mm-hmm. because we would get on these content planning calls and they would get so fired up about whatever the subject matter was. And I'd be like, Oh my gosh, please make that a real for me. And then I'd get the video back and it'd be like, Hey everyone today, I want to talk to you about menopause. Right. And I'm like, where did your fire go? Where'd the energy go? Right. So I'm like, so that's why we've been doing these interviews because I feel like it's so funny because you can see it. You can see the natural progression of like the first question I asked them, they're like, um, so Like, and then by the end, it's just, we're just talking, we're just talking, we're like at a party or something. Mm -hmm. Yes. I love that. So at the time this airs, it might be ready. I don't know. I didn't even mean for this to be a plug, but I've got a new service coming where it's going to be like a little, like I'm calling it like a video. I don't even know what I'm calling it yet. It's going to be like a video. Essentially I'll interview you Mm -hmm. and then chop it up into reels for Mm -hmm. you, for you to use for your account. So hope maybe that'll be ready by the time this airs. I don't know. But okay, let's circle back to the trolls. Yeah. How do you handle the trolls? 
So this is tough. And I get a lot of trolls. I get less now, surprisingly enough. So what, uh, what I tell a lot of people is like, when you're first starting out creating content, I have found that you get a lot of trolls up front because the algorithm is still trying to find your audience. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. So like very early up front, I got a lot of I got a lot more troll comments. I really don't get that much anymore. Even That's when a video blows up. Yeah. It, it, so it used to be like once it got to say 10,000 videos, 10,000 views, the, the trolls would start. Now it seems my magic number is 50 to 75,000. Once I get to that level, the trolls start to come. Um, but it, yeah, like early on, I had a lot more trolls and I had to power through it. And, you know, I don't know if I would recommend this to anybody, but this is my personality, but like when a troll and so like, I'm a big believer in staying true to all your authentic self. So like if someone tries to troll me, I'm going to say something back. I, like yeah, I, I was about to say, I have a feeling I know what yours is. I'm, I'm going, I'm going to say something witty. I'm going to do something <laughs> like sometimes I do. I am the bigger person and I ignore it, but you know, after after five years of that, it's, it started to take a toll because you, yeah. you go from like this, what I would feel like, a, like, like as a safe environment. Cause I, cause I started like on Facebook and this mm. was before Facebook would start pushing out your content really to just like a bunch of strangers. So it was just like my yeah, it friends. Was only your friends. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's almost like a, you're talking in a safe space. You feel like you're talking yeah. in a safe yeah. space. You wouldn't get that many troll comments then. Then when I started to blow up on TikTok and, and started to do well on social, uh, on Instagram and YouTube, you start to get these like crazy comments. Mm -hmm. And at first you're like, man, like, am I a bad person? And then, so you kind of like start almost like gaslighting yourself. Like these people are right. If you get enough of them, it's really tough to deal with. Oh. So then what you finally, like I started like studying trolls and like really studying like the psychology and sitting there thinking like, have I ever left a crappy comment on someone's content like this? And I'm like, I don't think I have. Mm -mm. So then it started like clicking, like these people are just like really um, unhappy. Mm -hmm. And the, this is more, and I, you've probably heard this before and people have heard this before. And this is one of those cliches that like, I normally roll my eyes at cliches, but this is one. it's like, most of the time when you're getting trolled, it's because that person like, they're dealing with their own issues and they're mm -hmm. really unhappy. And it's, it's something that's going on in their life that they're like really upset about. You touched a nerve or maybe they're just having a bad day or something like that. So like, I really don't take them seriously anymore. Yeah. Um, every once in a while, if they strike a nerve with me, I'll fight back a little bit, but I, I just, I really ignore them. Like I, I, I don't, I can't, I don't know if you've, you've, you know who Gary V is. I'm sure yeah. you do, oh, yeah. but he yeah. says to go and approach trolls with compassion. I'm not to that level yet. <laughs> uh, I yes. still let it bother me, but I don't, I don't like get mm. all been out of shape about it anymore. It yeah. used to be like one of those things where like, you see a comment, like, dude, like I'm just trying to teach people how to buy a house. Like, why are you so it's upset that, about this? <laughs> and honestly, it hurts my heart. And I haven't gotten like, I'm so excited because on Thursday, I'm actually co-working with my assistant to work on my own Instagram so I can, you know, follow my own processes that I yeah, teach. Right. <laughs> yeah, practice what you preach. That's I, good. Yeah. I'm just like, I've been so busy. Anyway, we have so many accounts we manage and we have so many students in my program and I'm always on calls and I'm yeah. always, you know what I mean? Like, and then I have to give a family and you're growing an actual business. Yes. Yes. So I'm so excited to actually work on my, on my own content and like implement my own strategies. But I know like for a fact that the first time I get, like I've gotten a few before, but I know it's going to like hurt me and I'm going to mm -hmm. be. And that's why a lot of the generic advice out there drives me nuts because yep. people will say stuff like, well, those people aren't paying your bills. I'm like, that sounds great on paper, yeah, but it still hurts. Like, right. I don't care who you are. 
And so we did have, we have a client, we had a client go viral and she doesn't even know how to check her comments. Like she's very not tech savvy. Yeah. And we were just deleting a lot of them, but I I was writing back. I was like, hi, just so you know, there's a real person on the other yeah. end of this. I hope you have a great day. Like that's right. all I said, because I think people think like you're untouchable and you're no longer yeah. a human being. Like we're a brand or something like yes. that. No, yeah, um, it's, it's a real human. I don't know. Did you, I don't know if you listened to the episode with the peachy spoon with Meredith. She, I mean, she gets haters on recipes for cookie dip. Like people that's like, what's wild. that's disgusting. <laughs> or like, why would you, why would you put that on your feed? I'm just like, it's fucking cookie dip people. <laughs> like it's not that serious. <laughs> move on. And yeah. so she says hurt people, hurt people. And so, right. yes, but I will say, I don't know whose episode is going to air first, but my, my friend Chelsea is coming on the show. Um, she's actually my life and health coach and she does, she actually does like a subconscious modality. It's kind of like, it's kind of woo woo, but it's kind of like hypnosis tapping mm -hmm. all that had a baby where like, you can literally like retrain your subconscious to not yeah. have that visceral response. So I'm really excited for that episode to air. And when it goes on, I'll make sure you, you get it. I would but... love to, yeah, I would love to hear that because I mean, there are still comments to this day. And so when I'm sure other people are like this, but when I get angry, I feel a tickle go up my spine and this yes. is like, all right, all rage is on. Uh -huh. So, I mean, uh -huh. I, I still get comments from day to day. I, I say day to day from week to week that I, that still happen the, the mix yeah. it, it, it creates that reaction for me it gets that reaction for me but well, the other yeah. thing the other thing that's really helped me you know there was a there was a saying that I heard this was years ago and it's called and it was your vibe attracts your tribe mm. so like I've really really gone into that and I started thinking like with these trolls like I don't really care because they're not my ideal client anyways right yeah exactly. so that's that's my big thing is like not everybody's gonna like me which is I, I would like to think that I'm a fairly likable dude, but like there are people that just aren't going to like me. And there are people out there that I don't like that other people are like, I can't believe you can't, you don't like this person. Yeah. And so like, it's just kind of like part of the whole human experience, I guess. But like what I've kind of retrained my, my mind to say is like, they're not my ideal client or follower anyway. So like, why would I get upset about it? My friend Chelsea will say, thanks for the algorithm boost. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. <laughs> so Let's, let's switch gears a little bit and let's talk about how do you feel like your social media accounts blowing up? Like that's one thing, right? But like popular doesn't pay the bills. Mm -hmm. Has it translated to business in your door? Yeah. So when I started in 2018, 2018 was when the first, the first time I ever posted a video and it was back on Facebook. And I was a really big advocate of, of, because of my subject matter. This is why, this is the way that I thought. Whether it's correct or not, I don't know, but it worked for me. So because of my subject matter, which is mortgages and buying a home, it is inherently boring. So I try to be as fast as possible, quick to the point. Mm -hmm. I try to keep, I was a really big advocate for short form video for my niche specifically mm -hmm. for that reason, because I'm sitting here thinking like, if you're just scrolling the internet, who is really going to sit there and as they're scrolling, stop and listen to me talk for five minutes about whatever, you know, about whatever, when it comes to buying a home, but who's going to sit there and listen to me talk for 30 seconds. Mm -hmm. Okay. More people are, will probably listen to me for, for 30 seconds. So or they listen to Gator. Exactly. Or they listen to Gator, my alter ego Gator. Um, <laughs> so, but I, I started with a, I think it was called Monday mortgage minute to win it or M Monday mortgage misconception or something. But the whole point was like, I, and I was very clear about this for, to my audience. I said, I'm going to do a video every Monday and it's going to be less than a minute so that they knew, okay, 
all right, I can hang in there for a minute to see what mm-hmm. Nate's up to. So I set that expectation up front and then um, I just started creating off of that. So after that, like that helped me gain recognition and notoriety locally. Uh, it helped me show that I was like an authority figure mm-hmm. um, because back then I got most of my business from referral partners, from realtors. Mm-hmm. I also got, also got uh, business from former clients or friends and family. So it was a way for me to basically have like a digital billboard and get my face and my message out in front of all these people that could then send me business. It wasn't necessarily to get direct, direct clients. Yeah. It didn't start off like that. Like I'm going to speak directly to my clients. It didn't really start off like that, which is really, really hard to do in the mortgage world to get direct to the consumer, direct to the Mm -hmm. client. It has since morphed into that while also helping spread my name and my notoriety and giving that publicity. But like you said, like Popularity doesn't necessarily pay the bill. So I've gone about it in kind of a passive way to where I wanted to be the perceived authority, of course. Yeah. And then every once in a while, I'll mix in a marketing, like a true marketing video, what I would consider like where I'm kind of selling my services. Yeah. A pitch. Yeah. Because I've given so much value prior to that. I've built so much rapport prior to that. It is, it is so much better received and so much more powerful because it's not, you're just, it's not like a normal ad where you're just scrolling like, who's this stranger? You know, so like a lot of the ads that I run, it's to people who have already seen my content. I want to have that established brand and that established recognition with them. I um, well, remember I tried when we moved to Ohio. I was like, "Can you do ours?" And you're like, "I'm not licensed in Ohio." I was like, "Oh my god, it's so sad." <laughs> but when we moved here, I was showing my husband all your videos, and I was like running stuff by you because I'm like, this guy knows, like, like you said, like you were the established authority, and I see yeah. so many parallels to, like my audience, like if there's, you know, the health coaches or chiropractors or whatever, it's like, if you can find a good referral source and because you become the authority, like Mm -hmm. maybe there's a great OBGYN or a dentist or whoever like sees your videos. And then it's like, Oh, well you should go see this person because they know your shit. So, right. Exactly. And then also like talking about the pitch, I have like a content ecosystem that I teach and Mm -hmm. a direct pitch is part of that content ecosystem. I think people think everything has to be hidden in cloak and daggers. And yeah, there is a time for that. um, So my background's in PR and advertising, and we learned about, you know, advertorials, which is where, you know, you're flipping through a magazine Mm -hmm. and it's like tips for keeping your home smelling fresh. And then at the very bottom, you'd be like, this is sponsored by Glade. Like, right. Here's um, a candle. Yeah. It's like, they're (laughs) teaching you something, Yeah, but it's an ad. So that's called an advertorial. So yes, there, there is um, a time and place for that type of quote, you know, pitch to work with you. But then sometimes it's just like, Hey, here's how you work with me. Mm Mm-hmm. And that it's as simple as that. So I want to go back because you, you put uh, audience in air quotes for the people who are listening to this. Mm -hmm. Did you, you obviously didn't start with this huge audience. Was there ever a time, like how long did it take you to really quote, make it? And was there a time where you were like, this is a waste of time? It probably took a solid six months of doing a weekly video. Okay. Um, and that was, so, I mean, what is that? That's 26 ish videos, mm-hmm. not only because I didn't know what I was doing and I was self-taught, but also just to get comfortable for people to start to expect it for people to start to listen in my experience. And that was in, again, that was in 2018. It took six months. Yeah. Now, when I eventually blew up on TikTok, which is what a lot and of that people- was Facebook, right? 
That was Facebook. Yep. So when I got over to TikTok and then eventually when Instagram came out with Reels, mm -hmm. it was six months from me blowing up on TikTok until I got my first lead. I didn't think that it was a waste of time because I could then take that same content and repurpose it to where I was already getting leads, which was Facebook. Oh, so okay. I was already posting some of my best stuff on Facebook, but I knew like I had accumulated 25, 50,000 followers, like within the first maybe month or so on TikTok. Okay. And I was like, this can't be a bad thing. I just have to figure out how to, like, I knew it was a matter of time. I just yeah, had to figure out how to leverage it or for yeah, how to convert. Yeah. Or something to fall into my favor or, or for the, the platform to level up or age up or whatever it is. Like I knew that it was going to eventually happen. But I, I mean, a lot of it is just, I mean, you, and I'm sure you preach this all the time is showing up consistently. Yeah. Anybody can do this for six months and then just go away. But like, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a process. It keeps, you have to keep doing it. You have to, it's, you know, like Bud Light doesn't just go and run a commercial at the Super Bowl. And then never run an ad throughout the year. Like it's constant. You hear it on the radio. You he, you see billboards. You you know, it, like you said, it's that ecosystem. Yeah. So they keep running TV commercials throughout the year. And one of the things that people ask me all the time is like, hey, like, do you ever have videos not do well? And you kind of said that is like, does this actually work? Every single marketing agency has that as well because they run a crappy ad. Like they all do it. We all do it. We all have a crappy video. We all have a crappy ad. But imagine Bud Light, I keep saying Bud Light, I don't know why, but like imagine Bud Light, like running a Florida bad man, Florida man. <laughs> I think, well, I think of Bud Light and like they make funny commercials. Like no, we, we kind of know I'm beer too. commercials, you know, I'm from so, Alabama. So, right. So, I mean. you, know, <laughs> you know, but so like imagine Bud Light throws out a terrible marketing campaign and it just doesn't work. The commercial sucks, whatever it is. Imagine the marketing team be like, this doesn't work. Yeah. No, it's like, no, it works. You just did it in a crappy way. Like that didn't land with your audience. So right. let's figure out a different way. Yeah, exactly. I, um, there's this, let it be easy by Susie Moore. It's a, it's her name of her podcast, but she has, her podcast is only five to seven minutes long episodes. And like mm -hmm. her whole ethos is like, let it be easy. It doesn't have to be hard. Right. And she had an episode titled when more is more. Mm -hmm. And I was like, hmm, she's the let it be easy girl. Yeah. More is more. This I mean, is different. Yeah. So I listened to it and I was so glad I did because she talked about how I can create a hundred pieces of content, let's say 10 pieces of content. I can create 10 videos mm -hmm. and four of them can suck. Right. And six can be great. Or I can create one video. And if it sucks, I'm like, Well, now why would I do? Yeah. So I was like, oh, that's intriguing. Mm-hmm. I'm a, um, and I'm a big volume guy too. And I think part of that has to do with the fact that, you know, it's I'm a one, one man band in a sense. Like I, I don't have a big marketing team. I don't have whatever. So like I have to get more volume out there. And because of my, the, the nature of my content, it is more boring. And the nature of these platforms that- Well, it's time I, sensitive too. Yours is right. a lot of it. Exactly. And, and because of the platforms that I've done well on it and it's short form content, like I, I have to have- a little bit of consistency, which I'm, I'm working on. I was really good at it for a while. And then I got too busy um, because my marketing was working too much. And so I had to scale back to then get the proper systems and processes in place so that I can start ramping up making content yeah. again. I love those champagne problems because that's where I am now. Where <laughs> I'm, I've gotten so busy that I'm like, 
I don't have time to do my own stuff. Like right. teach my own. I'm like, I can't wait to implement my own methods. <laughs> right, right. No, I 100%, I felt that to the core. Uh, I 100% know where you're Ooh, I bet you can't repurpose a lot of stuff because it does probably go out of date. Yeah, I mean, I've got some evergreen content that I can repurpose. One of the, the things that I really struggle with is I am so original and so creative to like, like I am so like, I don't know what the word for it is, but like I struggle repurposing my content because I'm like, nope, I've already done this before. Uh -huh. And it is uh -huh. a skill that I did not think that I would have to learn. But the way that it, the something that helped me because I like my hesitation was like, if I post this and my followers know that it's a repo repost, they're going to leave. And then I started thinking about it. I'm like, I watch reruns of the office yeah, or right. whatever all the time. <laughs> so like, that's dumb for me to well, think that. Yeah. And people need to see, what is it? Like 21 times they said, it used yeah. to be seven. Right. So sometimes you do need to see the same message over and over. hundred percent. And if, and if someone's going to leave after I repost something because they're like, oh, well, that wasn't new. Then again, it goes back to, they're not my ideal follower anyway. Right. You're not, not really supporting to, me to entertain them. You know? Right. So let's talk about your content creation process because one thing I try to instill, like the, what holistic means to me, like the name of this podcast is not taking one person's process mm -hmm. and making, being like, well, that's the way. Yeah. So I don't, so I ask you this question and I, and if like the way that Nate says he does it, you're like, um, there's no way in hell I'm doing that. Right. And like, don't do it. But I like right. to hear everyone's different approach. So like, sure. what does your process look like? Or do you have one? Are you like a fly by the seat of your pants kind of guy like um. I am? Well, and that's part of the problem is I am very much a fly by the seat of the pants kind of guy. So like, I'll give you an example. So at the very beginning, when I started, I would have an idea uh -huh. and Lord help me if I remember that idea when I went to go and have the time to press record, mm -hmm. I didn't write it down. I just thought that I would remember it. Yeah. Well, that started to become an issue. I was like, okay, I've got time to record. What was I going to talk about? <laughs> Couldn't do it. Yeah. So I started... <laughs> right. I started either texting myself ideas yeah. and building it out. Well, the thing that the first thing that I learned is like, if you come up with a good video idea, or even if it's just like an idea that you want to brainstorm on later, you have to write it down or document it. You have to have it somewhere mm -hmm. so that you can go back and look. And, I, and this sounds crazy, but like I even would describe like what I was doing when I thought of this pro when I, when I thought of this idea. So that I could go back in my mind and like put myself back in the the head frame and the, and whatever because like it it might be like at eleven o'clock at night yeah and really like I probably need to be going to bed or we were watching a show and my wife's like you better not be on your phone again I was like <laughs> no like that person just said something that just triggered this whole like no I gotta make a video right now and so I've even like wrote crazy reminders to myself that when you look at it if. Like if, if uh, something happened to me and, and the cops like got my phone, like, what is, what, this guy's insane. Like, what is he talking about? Right. Like he just texts himself, just pure nonsense. Like they would want to dissect my brain for science or something like that. But like, that's, that's I what I had to do. I don't want to interrupt you, but I, for one thing, I bought a pen on Amazon that has a light on it. So yes. with a notebook on the side of my bed so I can click it and not turn the light on Love and it. I can like write out my ideas. But then the other day I came across an idea that I wrote down and I'm like, I don't know what the hell this means. <laughs> it said, it said, Zoloft, Adderall and birth control walk into a bar. And that's all it said. <laughs> it sounds killer though. <laughs> I need you to, I need you to figure out, go back, 
like re recreate that environment somehow so that you like go back to where you were when you thought that you wrote that because I need I need that content to happen I don't know what it is but you were onto something there <laughs> I have used Voxer before yep. you know you can like voice memo yourself yeah or um now I use Slack and I have my own Slack channel that's private to me that's like Molly's content ideas yeah <laughs> I'll either text myself and sometimes, you know, I've got, I tell people I've got three mm -hmm. notebooks. I've got a notebook at my desk. I've got a notebook by my nightstand and then mm -hmm. I've got a notebook in my golf bag. Um, mm -hmm. If I'm on the golf course and cause I do a lot of thinking on the golf course. Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't really play. I play golf, but like, I don't play golf. Like I used to play golf. I very much, it is a, it is a release for me. It yeah. is a brainstorming session. So I make sure that I've got places, it's stuff hidden all over the place so that if I have an idea, I write it down immediately and build out the idea. I don't have to go into the actual scripting of it, but as far as like what I'm picturing in my mind, I need to get everything that I'm picturing in my mind onto the piece of, onto a piece of paper or memorialize somehow so that I can go back and remember it. So then that's my process for like really, cause I, I mean, if the you're ideation a creative part. Part, yeah, like, I mean, all of us have creative a creative bone. Like I, I firmly believe that some of us are more creative than others. And then some of us just act on our creativity more than others naturally yeah, as well. I don't really believe in like the whole left brain, right brain thing. Mm -hmm. Cause I'm very like, I love science. I love like the medical, I'll somebody, I'm somebody who will read like a PubMed study for a client mm -hmm. or like, re, you know what I mean? But then I'm also very creative. You do mortgages. Like yeah. that's like a foreign language to me. Like I don't right. even want to look at one of whatever it is, the paperwork you have to do, but right. like, you're so creative. <laughs> Right. It's, and it's, uh, it's again, one of those things that like I thought, and I still firmly believe that everybody can be creative. Now, are there different levels of it? Sure. But it, it's just my ability. I feel like I'm kind of like a naturally funny guy too. So a lot of my content is my personality and my personality is a little bit more laid back, a little bit more goofy. So, and I'm not afraid to show that online because at the end of the day, like if someone calls me and they're like super just kind of like anal about everything mm, and they mm -hmm. are just like grilling me about every single penny on every single document, like they're not my ideal client anyways. Like I need someone that is just like, first of all, they, I have to establish trust. So that's up to me like to establish trust, which yeah. is why I do some of those pillars of my content that is like, this is to establish trust. Mm -hmm. But I want someone that is going to trust what I'm saying because I have some really good insight to give. Yeah, but I I don't need to be questioned. There's a big difference between asking questions and questioning, and I cannot stand to be questioned. So I have to then establish that trust up front so that I don't you attract be... the people who yeah exactly. No, I love that you said that, and I don't want to. I'll we'll go back to like your your process, but mm. I you know personal branding is something I talk about all the time. And I recently had a student in my holistic marketing hub program post in our like group Facebook. She's like help. Like what's my brand personality? I don't, I don't understand. I'm like you, yeah, you are your brand personality right. because especially like in the health and wellness field, like most of these people are going to have their hands on me or like, you know, I'm talking to them about my poop or like, yeah. I don't know, like, you know what I mean? Like I, I want to know the you, you, I don't want to get there and be like, you are not who you, this brand you put right. out online at all. Right. So I love that you said that, but so, so, okay, let's go back to my ADHD brain, like going okay. crazy. Do you have that too? Um, yeah. So you come up with all your ideas and then do you have like a dedicated like filming day or do you just kind of go when you've got time? Like, how do you, what does that look like for you? So it, it, um it started of, you know, back when I was doing it every Monday, I think a lot of this, my process depends on like how much I'm really 
focused on creating and putting out content. So like right now with what everything that's going on in my business, like I'm not putting out as much content as I need to be working on that, but I'm having to get more structured with it because I have mm. so many more responsibilities. Now I'm, I'm wearing so many hats Yeah. versus five years ago when really all I had to worry about was getting loans and closing them. Uh-huh. My role as, as I've, I'm running a branch now, I, I'm, I've got other stuff that's going on. I've got three kids. I, my life's just different. So I'm learning how to come up with a process, really like time block in and, and even possibly like make three, four, five, six videos all at the same time. That's something that I've never really done unless I was on what I call like a content heater. So if it's like, okay, the creative juices are flowing. I've got an hour right now. I'm going to knock out as many videos as I can right Shotgun now. Shotgun to Bud Light. I'm exactly. <laughs> right. I've got my wig on. I'm ready to go. <laughs> so, you know, that, that process has changed over the years as my business grew. Um, you know, at the very beginning when my business wasn't taking up as much time, I could just do it fly by the seat of my pants. And I had way more time to sit there and brainstorm. I don't have that creative time as much anymore. So I have to time block for that. And what I tell people, because a lot of people, they'll push back and they'll say, how can you time blocks be creative? And they say that they've tried it and they get through the first couple of videos or whatever. I'm like, this is garbage. And so what I tell people is like, I'm, don't get me wrong, I'm not a runner. But what runners will tell you is everybody hates the first mile. Mm. So what I tell people is go and commit to say, say do five videos or write out five scripts, 10 scripts, whatever it is, like make it a multiple, multiple amount of scripts or videos or whatever. If you are time blocking for your creative time, like go ahead and commit to doing that with the understanding that you're probably not going to use all of them. Mm -hmm. Get through the first couple that are probably going to suck. It's like the first mile when you're running. So get through that first mile so that you can get to that meat and potatoes like this is the runner's high right here when you get like in the middle of the stage right here that's where the magic happens most of the time so if you're going to time block for creativity which so many people like they and they, and it's understandable they're like you can't really box in creativity like that that ruins it i'm like i can 100 get on board with that so now you got to trick your your mind and your brain like all right these first few are probably going to be garbage but then after that the creative juices start flowing naturally mm. and then you can really get on, uh, into your process. Yeah. But I would argue that you're really not time blocking for creativity because I think that, like you said, if if you're, if you're writing it down or texting it to yourself or whatever Mm -hmm. your process might be, when the idea comes to you, Mm -hmm. to me, what the problem I had at first was I would say, okay, Wednesdays is the day I'm going to do my hair and my makeup. Mm -hmm. And that's going to be my real space. And I tried to do everything. I tried to come up with the idea, film the video, do the editing, add the captions, write the caption, do the cover. I'm like, so for some people, I feel like it's easier mm-hmm. to like, for me, I have the ideas and the idea. I don't have a time where I just sit down and think of ideas. It's like yeah. the ideas are come, they just come naturally, whether I want them or not, you know? Right. And then for me, it's times like I'm sitting, my daughter's an only child and she won't ride the bus. So like when, <laughs> when I'm sitting in carpool line to pick her up, I'm like, okay, uh-huh. I can film like one reel, save it to my camera roll here. Yeah. Or when I'm sitting in the parking lot at Target, like whatever, like the car is my favorite place to film because it's such good lighting. Yeah. And then it's like on my batch day where I have scheduled out time, like that's when I'll do the, to me, those are like total like left brain, right brain tasks. Like yep. that's where I'm like doing the tedious parts, like the right. editing and like that. Like, I, I think that can even be chunked up mm-hmm. if that helps. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the thing is like, ultimately when you time block like that, uh, I, I like what you said about like, a lot of times I will shoot, edit, caption, 
post all in the same day. Yeah. And like, that's what I used to do, but I don't have that time anymore. Mm-hmm. So I like your idea and in, in basically what you said of like, all right, I'm going to edit for an hour right now, or I'm going to do my captions for the next week or whatever. Mm-hmm. So time blocking those specific tasks, that's a great way to kind of like break it up. Because like yeah. you said, like the actual process of creating content, a lot of us, if we're doing it ourselves, like we, a lot of us don't like that actual process. We like the process of the idea yeah, and like sometimes idea even part. filming. <laughs> yeah. I love the idea part. I even like filming some of them. Yeah. Um, I'll actually, I'll let you in a secret on the filming part. I actually hate filming the gator skits. I hate it. But I know it's great content. I love writing the scripts. Love it. I don't like filming it. We need to talk about that. I've never written a script. Sometimes I'll have like little like bullet points of what I want to say, Mm -hmm. but I don't ever do scripts. I probably script out probably 70, 75% of what I do. Um, The other 25% is just like off the cuff. And a lot of times, like if you see my, if you see my content and it looks like I'm physically holding the phone, first of all, I probably am. Second of all, that is probably me just going off script and I'm not planning that whatsoever. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the skits, um, a lot of the more, I don't want to say complicated, but a little bit more involved pieces of content that I do, I almost always script out. Or if I'm educating, um, I almost always script out because with short form content, what I've found and specifically how my brain works, again, this may not work for you, but this is just how my brain works. Like if I, if I don't script it out, I can take a, what should be a 20 second video and turn it into 47 seconds. Nobody's going to listen to me for 47 seconds. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not that entertaining. They will listen to me for 27, 20 seconds hopefully they listen to me for about 17 at least and get me my watch time. But like, it is hard for me to really condense my thoughts. So what I've done is like, I have a journalism background. I went to journalism school. So I just, awesome. So, okay. So like, I just see it as like, I'm writing an article Mm -hmm. Uh, but it's a very, very, very short article, but it, it helps me stay on task, but it also helps me edit faster because I know exactly what each clip is supposed to say. Now, what I do after I script it out, and it doesn't take me long to script out. I'm a pretty good writer. So it doesn't take me long to script out. But then when I do that, I will then time it and read it like I'm actually doing the video oh, to see okay. how long it is. Now, if if I'm if my goal is like, I want this to be under 45 seconds and I start reading it and I'm at 57 seconds or if I'm over a minute or whatever, then I can say, okay, let's trim some of this fat. How can I condense this mm. even more and get mm-hmm. quicker to the point even more? What is it? Is it Ernest Hemingway that was like, sorry for the long letter. I didn't have time to write a short one. <laughs> I haven't heard that, but probably I might, y'all might be like, Molly, that's not Hemingway. It's another really famous author and you should know. But um, I think that's so smart because it's so much easier to write a really yeah. verbose caption or film a really long video than it is to film a short one. Right. It- yeah. I was My process is a little different. I don't script out. I film because, you know, I'm a vain female who's occasionally whose Botox is worn off mm-hmm. and don't have my makeup on. Um, I film an Instagram story so I can use like the subtle filter. Yeah. And then that way, if I don't get the take as fast as I want, I'll just delete that one and do another one. Yeah. That's and I, I did that. I actually started creating content when again, back in my Facebook 2018 days, I did it in one take every single time. Wow. And it was like an adrenaline rush for me. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> 
as soon as like I was stop like pressing the record button, I would like like total like gym bro moment. I would like slam <laughs> my 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 fist on the on the uh, on the table and be like, yes, I did it again. You know, like I nailed it in less than a minute. Like it was like a, a I was like a junkie or something, man. That's so I, I don't do that anymore. I think that that's some of the things that some people if they if they aren't creating content already, you have to that's part that's a great example of just like going out there and doing it like i i i mean my first video i propped up against a coffee mug and it was like at this angle you can't see it unless you're watching the video but it was very much like the middle-aged dad angle yeah. like the profile picture on yeah. facebook like yeah. you can see under yeah. my chin and everything so you know you learn all this stuff as you go um but i think one of the things that like sets me apart from other people is like i just i didn't I wasn't scared of it. Um, it was scary, but I wasn't scared because I, I knew it was going to work eventually. I just had to push through and, and know that I was going to learn a lot very, yes. very quickly. Oh my gosh. You so will, because one of our clients that just went viral, she, she's a chiropractor and she does do telemedicine, like functional medicine mm -hmm. via telemedicine. But she made this video about breast thermography, which she does not offer in her office. Uh -huh. yeah. And that's the video that went viral. Typical. And in hindsight, I should have seen that video and said, Hey, I don't think you should be like, because then people were like, well, where do I get this done? And like, I, I'm like, this isn't even her business. Like it right. was complimentary in a way, but like I said, like, whatever we learned from it. And now we know, like, we're not putting that video on TikTok, right? Because it blew up on Instagram and I don't want, like, that's not her people. Right. 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 So you just got to roll with it. Like, who cares? So my my story about that and this is this is crazy for a lot of people who have played the youtube game i have oh. a silver play button that i do not use on a channel i do not use i blew up I one so it's when you get over a hundred thousand subscribers on youtube oh, okay so i've got a youtube channel that is essentially dead to me because it didn't bring in the correct audience mm. so it was a video that blew up in 2020 uh, 2020 was a big year for me. 2020 or 2021. I can't remember whenever YouTube shorts came out. So yes. uh -huh. I don't know why. Don't ask me why I did this. But I used to post stuff on YouTube. And it was basically just like a like a placeholder for my content. I Nobody knew I had a YouTube channel. Yeah. Nothing like I, I literally would just post it there just to, to make sure that what I edited was going to look okay on the internet. And I don't know why. But that's what I did. Yeah. So anyways, I'm sitting there one day and this was in like August or September of 2020. And I started getting all these YouTube notifications like what is happening right now? And I had a video blow up right when they started create when they created shorts and it was a vertical video and it was it had previously blown up on TikTok. It had previously like done well on Instagram and previously done did well on Facebook. But I made that video for specifically for my Facebook following back then because it was all people who knew me. It had my kid in it. It was not directly related to mortgages, but it was related enough to where the people who actually knew me knew what I was doing. Uh, I was never intended for the general public. So the general public gets a hold of this video and it's at like 30 something million views on YouTube. Oh. In the comment section, you want to talk about trolls, like it is the most like toxic place on the internet on that one. It's kids, it's this, that, and the other, it's whatever. What was it so about? Like, it was, mm. uh, there was an old... Uh, McDonald's commercial back from mm -hmm. the early 90s or late 80s or something. And it was Larry Bird, and Michael Jordan. Yeah, I remember. Okay, so it was a Big Mac commercial and they were playing for a Big Mac. They were playing yeah, horse I for remember. a Big Mac. So I recreated that video, that ad with my son and we were playing horse or whatever, but it was for like a bag of tacos from Taco Bell. And it was, it was absolutely edited 
in a way to where it was supposed to be funny and tongue in cheek. He was like four or five at this point. And like, I had him dunking and stuff. Like it was so poorly edited, but it was, I did it that way on purpose. Like it was, it was supposed to be funny and it was supposed to show a little bit of my personality and just like make people laugh or whatever. And for whatever reason, it blew up on basically every platform. And then, but on YouTube specifically, like at that time, it was so important to have like the right demographic Right. So it was like, no one knew what my actual channel was about. Because you're confusing the algorithm at that exactly. point. Exactly. Like, is this actually about, is this a dad and son like channel or is this about mortgages? So same thing of, of what your, your, your client did and where she, she made this killer video about something that she doesn't really even offer. I made this killer video about something that really was nothing about mortgages and didn't do me any good. So not to say that like you should only, cause I, I don't believe in this. If you're, if it's like a personal service thing, like I think you need to show some of your personality. I think you need to every once in a while show a little bit of what makes you tick personally. Now I'm not going to run an ad with something that shows, you know, what, what, how I am personally, but this is part of the holistic thing. So like I am more apt and more prone to show my personality in Instagram stories or Facebook stories, yeah, or even yeah. on Facebook in general. I'm not necessarily going to do that like talk as much or like on YouTube. I for sure am not going to do that. Nobody yeah. cares about who I am personally on YouTube. Right. So that that's that's how I, I think you need to show a little bit of your personality, but it's just, you have to show it in the right way. Yeah, I did. So is you, the reason we were in Pensacola is because my husband was a helicopter pilot in the Marine Corps. And I did like a really cool reel of his last flight and mm-hmm. like put it to some Pink Floyd learning to fly and did like in right. slow motion, him getting dunked like the last flight and yep. it took off. Right. And then at first I was like, well, that was dumb because, but then I'm also like, that's a whole niche. That's a whole community is military spouses who yep. are health and wellness professionals. Right. So like in some ways, yeah, I feel like it brought me a lot of views and followers that won't ever really be my people. But then in, right. in other ways, it's kind of like I've had people DM me. Oh, I had no idea you were military. We are to, yeah. you know, so I think it could go either way sometimes, you know, like mm-hmm. you said, it's like, oh, you're a fun dad too. I want right. you to do my more. I don't know. I think right. it's just, like you said, you just can't be afraid to play around. Well, um, okay. So you, you win as the longest interview I've done just because I'm enjoying this conversation so much, but okay. let's, let's end if you have time let's end with this let's talk about like some of the technical things because a lot of people in my audience are like very beginners the tech scares them they're still filming like you said with the dad or like too much headroom or you know not having a strong hook Mm -hmm. and what I mean by strong hook is if Nate started his videos with hi my name is Nate Fain nobody cares I am a (laughs) done swipe I watched my husband, I was sitting on the couch next to him the other night, watching him watch reels. I'm like, mm-hmm. this is, I need to be filming him mm-hmm. watch reels. Cause it's like, was giving me vertigo or something. He just, he's like, what? didn't catch my attention. Didn't catch my attention. Right. And I'm like, God, we've gotten so bad. <laughs> well, and that's what I tell people. And, and I've, I've taught social media classes before. And the biggest thing that I encourage them to do is to go and really for the next say two weeks, you don't have to have to necessarily create content. What I want you to do is to go and really pay attention at how you consume content. So like, as you're sitting there, like if you sit there and find yourself scrolling after two seconds, try to stop yourself. Say, why did I scroll? Why? Yes. Go back to that video and see the first two seconds and then learn from that. Was it 
simply like that video for sure, like the algorithm shouldn't have showed you that video because it's not something you're interested in. Or was it something that the that the the creator didn't do that they could have done better? Could they have hooked you in better? Could they have done something visually in the video to catch your attention better? Like what what was it that made you swipe? What was it and, and vice versa, you know, on the flip side, like what made you watch this video all the way through? Yeah. So really it, it's 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 a it's a practice in self-awareness too, but it's also like a lot of people think the way that you think too. <clears throat> Try to tell people like I, I love y'all, but you're not special. Like people consume content just how you do. So if you're consuming content this way, so are other people. And quite frankly, your ideal client and your ideal audience is probably consuming the same way that you're consuming it as well. So really take inventory and really take note of how you consume content. Um, that was like one of my biggest tips, like really, really try yeah. to diagnose what the difference is between a video that you swipe and a video that you do not swipe. I love that. And I always tell people you can't reverse engineer Yep. Because the people who've already quote made it, you'll be like, well, they do that. Yep. And I'm like, yeah, because their audience already, I, I'm going to watch can... any, I'm going to watch any video you make. Right. That's just me because I love your content. Right. I think it's great. I already know you. Right. But if I'm coming across you for the first time and I'm in growth phase. Right. So that's like what you said, like stories is where you can really nurture people more 100%. and you don't have to worry about being salient and like catching that, like, you know, but when it comes to something like reels, when you are trying to grab the attention of a new audience, unfortunately, yeah, I mean. Well, and that's what I've, I've got different kind of pillars for mine. And, and I think mm -hmm. with you yeah. going with like this holistic approach and, and that's what you're really trying to dive in. I think this will, this will resonate. So like I, I've got, I know that say trends, trends are great for catching more eyeballs. Mm -hmm. Okay. They can bring in business for sure. It may not be the business that you want, but they are great for catching more eyeballs. So it's like, that's the outreach, whatever. Mm -hmm. It's it's getting the most, that's the strategy there, you know? So then, then you've got also other pieces of content where it's like, okay, I'm trying to nurture my community. That might be replying to comments. That might be in your Instagram stories. That might be with a poll question in your Instagram stories. That might be whatever. Then you've also got... Um, where you're, where you're educating. So that's, that's your educational content. But a lot of people, they get really discouraged because they see something that's a trend. That was a really good trend that they, that they did really well. And they're comparing that piece of content to the piece of content that might be like a personal piece of content. And like, well, why didn't that do as, as good as that? I'm like, well, you're, it's two different strategies. Yes. I have a reel about that where I said, I don't agree when a lot of social media marketers say, go look at your insights and do more of what's getting like getting you more views. And I'm like, mm, that's not bad advice right? altogether, but there's a caveat. Like I would guarantee you that if the first piece of content someone stumbled across of yours, Nate, was of a green screen with you on Zillow talking about something, they might not stop. No. Like, but I've watched all of your videos where you've done that in mm -hmm. full because right. I've you've already hooked me in. I've like built that, that relationship with yes, you. Yes. Yes. That's that educational authority building, nurturing content. I love that. And when, when I first started creating content, it was absolutely nothing like that. It, it basically had very little to do with mortgages. And if it did, I get, again, I had prefaced that earlier with like, this is going to be less than a minute. Y'all can hang with me for less than a minute. Yeah. And, but I always had something else going on in the background to make that a little bit more visually appealing and to make it more entertaining. So I've, like you said, kind of earned the right 
to then make the boring content, which I know is not going to perform as well, but I know it converts well. I love you. So, right. I love that. Yes. Right. Yes. It, it's, it's so, you know, I, I, I worked at a big bank and they did a really good job of teaching me how to sell. Mm-hmm. And the first step for sales to do really well at sales is to establish rapport. Mm-hmm. People do business with people that in businesses that they know, like, and trust. So like you have to establish rapport. The next step is to empathize with them, to figure out what problem they have that you can solve. But that rapport, like that, you can do that on the internet so much quicker now. Mm-hmm. But you can't start with something that is hard hitting and then expect like, well, why didn't this perform? Well, you haven't built rapport yet. Yeah. So you have to establish this brand and there's you have to establish some consistency and people know what they're getting into for you to then earn the right to have those higher converting kind of boring pieces of content. Um, just like you said earlier, you don't watch my videos because you like to learn about mortgages. That's not why you watch my videos. You want to see, first of all, what am I up to? Second of all, what am I going to learn here? Yeah. So like you, you don't, you don't see my videos like, oh my gosh, I got to learn about mortgages right now. No, <laughs> like you, they, I've piqued your curiosity already mm-hmm. because I've, I've had some shenanigans behind the scenes. Like that's what I've, that's the brand that I've built. So if, if you, you have to either deliver some kind of education or entertainment or a combination of both. Yes. Yes. I agree. And then, like you said, you can. Like, don't, don't just assume that the videos where you are, you know, actually teaching more of an evergreen way, if they don't get as many views, that is not a failure. That's okay. That's just supposed to be like that. That's the point. Right. Yes. Yes. I teach people at all the time. I wish on Instagram reels, you know how on like a static post or like a carousel, whatever, you can see how many website clicks you've gotten. Uh-huh. You can't do that with reels. And I hate that. Yeah. Yeah. I have Often, a feeling that that's, that's something, well, you know, and I've heard them go back and forth on whether or not they will add something like that. Because at the end of the day, like with reels, my understanding is the strategy is they really, really don't want you to go off of the platform, of course. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which, uh, I think, I think according to data, like you are less likely to leave the platform if you are scrolling, watching reels as you are going and watching something at a carousel. Like oh, if you look at a carousel, they are understanding like, okay, they're not super heavily engaged. They're just kind of like mindlessly scrolling and they're more prone to leave our app. So they're okay with having that website link right there. That's the rumor that I've heard. I don't know if that's true. No, that makes sense because I get so sucked in. My husband and I have like, it will be like, you're sucked in, you're sucked in. Cause you just keep like swipe. It's like instant gratification over and over and over again. Um, we, one thing we talked about in our team meeting this morning that we're going to start doing with clients is instead of, cause we have our content ecosystem, right. And then some, some of them are like a pitch post where it's like, you know, if they don't have online scheduling, it's like, call this, are you on our schedule this week? Call mm-hmm. the number. I'm like, let's just toy around with, this is what I've been doing with the podcast. So like comment the word podcast and I'll send mm-hmm. you a direct link. Now you probably get so many comments. You probably, have you used the bot yet? The, um, chat bot. I haven't. Um, and that's on one of my things that I probably need to do because you know what I'm talking it, about. What is it? Yeah, called? I know what you're talking about. Um, it's just like those automated responses. Oh, you, are you talking about are you talking about chat GPT? No, I'm talking about like if they were like comment the word mortgage yeah, 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 and I'll yeah. send you, yeah, where it automatically DMs you thing. So okay. I've been doing that. And so now we're gonna start doing it with our clients. We're gonna be like comment the word schedule. Yeah. And we'll and then it automatically sends them whatever. Well, no, we're just going to manually do it because a lot of our clients are small. Like they're a chiropractor oh, okay. in a small town in Wisconsin. You know what I mean? Like they're not getting yeah. like hundreds of comments. Right. right. <laughs> um, just, we just want to see. And I said, hopefully we're not going to ask her. We didn't ask them if we could do that. Cause we're like, hopefully it becomes a problem. Hopefully sure. they're like, 
oh, we have so many people commenting schedule. We can't get in touch with everybody. Like we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. But for now, it's something we're going to play around with. So that way, because what I was telling my team is it's like a chicken or egg scenario, right? It's like on one hand, you don't care if your call to action is to schedule an appointment. Right. And they're not taking any action on that post. They're not liking, commenting, but they pick up the phone. Cool. That's fine. But at the same time, again, chicken or egg, the more people that comment, the more people who are going to see it. See it. And then maybe more people will pick up the phone. So it's kind of a tough line to toe. That's why I like having this content ecosystem because, you know, I'll, I'll post something that's like comment the last three things you bought on Amazon. No cheese. Mm -hmm. That doesn't give me business, but it gives me engagement. It gives you engagement. I'm all for that. I mean, asking, asking for engagement, but the thing that I like about asking for engagement though, a lot of people see it as like, like self-serving and and, and it might be a little bit, but it's also building a community. Oh, I call it can't help myself content. People are like, oh my God, I have to go in here. Cause like I bought a garden (laughs) gnome and a, you know, like like, myself content. I've never heard that. I like that. Yeah. You know, I mean, people like to, they like to interact. I mean, one of the things that that one of the worst things that happened when it when it comes to social media that that kind of ruined it for people who want to market and the the, the way that they see social media is it went it, when I, I'm old enough to remember when when Facebook was called social networking it <laughs> gone it's gone from social the networking Facebook the Facebook sorry it went from social <laughs> networking to social media well I still see it as networking so I still treat it as networking now there is a time and a place where I treat it as media. But the vast majority of people, if you are a small business or if you're a small business owner or you whatever, you need to see it as social networking, not necessarily social media. I love that. Let's end there. Let's talk about that really quickly and we'll wrap up because I just got off. I interviewed my friend, Dr. Danielle before this and literally the whole interview was about relationship marketing. And I said, I think so many people want to skip those steps. They think, oh, we have this shiny social media thing now. And I'm just going to put out this content and all these people are going to flock to me. And then when that doesn't happen, people are like, well, what? I tried it and it didn't work. Like, I don't get it. And I'm like, dude, you got to go back to the one-on-one, like networking. So you want to, especially you, like, so you're licensed in Florida. Uh, Six states. Yeah. Florida, Alabama, Mississippi, Louisiana, North Carolina, Kentucky. So shout out if you need Nate's doing this is a huge favor for me. So if you need a mortgage in any one of those states, please contact Nate Fain. We'll put your contact information below. Mortgages are boring. It's his (laughs) handle. Yeah, I think. So when you first started, I'm sure you were probably just in your local area, right? Yeah, right. How did you kind of leverage that community with such a broad platform? Because I I get that people are like, well, I can market, market to any country that speaks English. And I'm like, yeah. But do you want to? <laughs> like, anyway, so yeah. So talk to me about that. So I, I'm a little different in that, like, I, I'm okay with it just being in Pensacola if it needs, mm-hmm. needs be, it needs to be. Uh, I don't necessarily like make super high, hyper local content, mm-hmm. but like, yeah, it's, it very much started with, I, people just knew who I was in Pensacola and specifically mm-hmm. like in the real estate community. And then it blew up and I've got some people that I know on all my platforms that are not from Pensacola. Is that why you got licensed in other states? No, I, I've had those okay. licensed for years. Oh, so okay, okay. Uh, there's I didn't a know if you were behind... like, had this demand and you were like, I'm going to. 
No, I've, I've got demand for other states that um, at this point, it was just like, I've got enough going on in these states yeah. that I don't need to really worry about it. So I wanted to get my systems and processes in Sorry, place before I, I turn on other states. You. So good. Yeah. Right. So I started with just talking to basically to Pensacola agents, like people knew who I was in the Pensacola real estate community. And then it just kind of like naturally grew. And now I've got people that are like all over the country that now send me business. But I did so by networking. Like I get referrals through that networking. It's through the comments. It's through replying to comments. It's through DMs that I get. I mean, it got to a point and I, and you know, you mentioned a couple of your clients going viral and I've always told people like, that's not the goal. No, Going viral is not the goal. You, everybody wants to go viral until they've gone viral and then they see how out of control it gets. So not only the comment section, but just like it starts running your life for whether that be a couple days or a couple hours or whatever it is. I mean, I've had several pop off and get over a million views. And I and like my team and I, whenever some someone starts to pop off and go viral, we always text each other. I'm like, oh man, this one's taking off. It's oh, like bittersweet. Yeah. We were working nights, weekend. We don't ever work nights and weekends for our clients. Yep. But our, they were getting so many comments that we like divide and conquered. We're like, all right, right, you take these comments and I'll take these for my computer. Like we were just like, like it got to the point. I mean, cause I was again, one man band, like it got to the point of where I, I, I couldn't uh, reply to people. And that really bothers me because mm -hmm. it's, it's the, it's the opposite of like how the troll thinks it's like, that's a real person on the other side that took the time out of their day to then comment and th these are supportive comments. Of course, yeah, these are not legit these, questions. Yeah, yeah. Legit questions, the legit, whatever. So like, I feel like someone needs to address them that I feel like it's rude if you don't. And that's something that I'm working on too. Cause like I've gotten to where my platform is big enough to where like, I can't reply to every single comment. I can't reply to every single DM. I I'm much better about replying to DMS than I am to comments nowadays, but I, I really, really try to engage with my audience and engage with the people that I follow to engage with their comment, their content as well. So again, this goes, goes, back to, I have had to start time blocking to go reply to comments, to go reply to DMs. One of the other ways that I grew my online presence is I have posted four memes a day on Instagram and Facebook, my Facebook story for years. <laughs> I I've, love your I mean, memes. I'm talking like five, six years. This was a thing I did before I did videos. So like your memes this was always make me laugh. See, like, and, and like, you know, it's weird because like when you start to meet people that you only know from the internet, it's fun for me because they tell you like what they like about your content, of course. Like we all love that pat on the back, but like memes speak to you where my videos speak to other someone else. So like having that holistic approach, kind of that ecosystem that you're talking about, you're you're able to attract so many more people because so many so much other content resonates with them. So many different types of content resonates with them. So that's why I like the holistic approach that you take is because it's not just like a one size fits all. And it's not just like this, we're only going to do this. Like, and it's the same thing with like any marketing agency does. Again, we're going to pick on Bud Light. Bud Light goes and they sponsors events. They, they have billboards, they have TV commercials, radio commercials. They have uh, all kinds of things. It, it's, it's that natural holistic ecosystem that you're creating. So yeah. And I want you to listen to this and think like, well, I'm not funny. Like, so I can't implement any of this stuff. Like mm -hmm. maybe that is your personality is that you're right. super serious or like you're, you're super straight to the point And like you, then you're going to attract your people. There's plenty of people that are in my industry as well that have done well on social media. They're not funny. And I would say that to their face, like, bro, you're not funny, but you're really good at this. <laughs> and they're like, Oh no, I absolutely am not funny. I can't do what you can do. You know, I, I don't have your personality. 
And and so, yeah, don't think that if you're not funny, then you can't stand out online because there are plenty of boring people that we all watch online. Well, and there might be somebody who's like, I don't want somebody taking care of my mortgage. Who's who's know, goofy. I'm, yeah. I want them to be very serious. You know, right. so there's someone for everybody for sure. Exactly. And I could be serious if I need to, but like, if you don't trust me from my videos, then that's okay. Then we're yeah. probably not going to get along anyways. And you're gonna make <clears throat> life stressful. So that's all right. It's all good. I know. I have such great clients right now and students that I'm just like, oh my gosh, y'all are just like cherry picked from the heavens. Because Well, and that's, that's what I try to tell people. The most important thing about doing this is like, it frees you up and it makes you want to do more business because you have your ideal client. Like mm -hmm. people don't understand how awesome that is. Yeah. And it is a luxury versus like, you have to be something for everybody. Hell no. <laughs> that's crazy. Like, I don't want to do everybody's mortgage. I, the, <laughs> the best video I ever made personally that I think in, it was reverse psychology because the whole premise of it, I, the, the lines that I made, it, it says, I may not be the lender for you. I went back and I, one of them was like, you know, and part of it was like, showed my personality. Part of it was like, I showed people my process and like what they can expect from me from, if they get a mortgage from me. Mm -hmm. So one of them, you know, I'm sitting there on a couch with a UK shirt and it says, if you expect your lender to answer their phone right in the middle of a Kentucky basketball game, I'm not the lender for you. I'm not <laughs> going to answer my phone. You're not more important than Kentucky basketball to me. That's the dead honest truth. If you want your lender to, if you don't want your lender to eat an, an insane amount of Taco Bell, I, I'm not the lender for you. I eat Taco <laughs> Bell. You know, so it was, I, I did this to, to show my personality and it was so like, wait, hold on. This guy doesn't want everybody has a client and it blew people's mind. And I got more business. Like that was probably one of my highest converting so videos funny. I've ever did. One of my students who's now a one-on-one -on -one client, she like blew up so much. She, cause she was, you know, you have every once in a while you have those people that just follow everything you teach to a T mm -hmm. and you're like, Oh, chef's kid. Thank you. Yeah. Um, she's going to come on the show too. But anyway, she, like, she had a post that was like, she's a chiropractor and bold. She goes, I cannot fix you. <laughs> okay. And got my attention. Like, I love that because she's like, like what I do inside my doors, like it, it's, it's how you sit in your desk. It's how you drive in your, it's like, are you doing your exercises? Like, are, are you managing your stress? Like all that. And I just thought that was really good. She converted really well in that post and that was total all her idea, but okay. Nate, again, this has gone longer than any of my interviews I've done because this is so interesting. So, um, how, like I said, how can everyone find you? We've already kind of basically said it, but yep. and what can they expect by following you? Um, so I, I, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. I'm building out a new YouTube channel. If you need an actual mortgage or want to schedule a call. I mean, even if it's like a marketing call or something, I'd love to talk and shop. You can go to the mortgage creator.com. Uh, you can find all my platforms and different little nuggets that I've got there. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's really it. Uh, one thing that I am doing right now that I'm really excited about is, uh, I've started a podcast as well with a buddy of mine who is a loan officer in Arizona. So okay. he is a younger loan officer. I'm 35. I've been doing this for 11 years. He is in his late twenties and this is like his second or third year in lending. And so I've done this long enough, like 11 years in the mortgage industry is like 70 years in real life. <laughs> like there's not a lot of people that make it that long. This is a really hard industry. So that being said, I've gotten to the point now in my career where I feel the need to kind of give back a little bit and be a little bit of a mentor. So I've also started a podcast to where it is really meant to help people learn that are loan officers or realtors in the real estate community that learn and, and help them get through this, this, this little market shift that we've got. So 
I've started that podcast to be like a, a mentor for that. But it, I, I think that we've got some people that are that are from other businesses as well. And I think that ultimately people's ability to take advice that not that don't that doesn't necessarily like relate to them and their ability to take those concepts and those fundamentals and relate it back to their industry. Like that is what, how successful you're going to be right there. And then implementing all those strategies, but how good of a learner you are really, really uh, it's predicated on that. Well, that's why I go like at the very beginning. And I said, like, I don't follow a lot of other social media yeah. people because I feel like it stifles my creativity. So right. I love that. And uh, Nate and I, before we hit record, we're talking about outsourcing and I'm in the process of, like I said, it, if all this like feels like too much for you, just shoot me a DM. And um, I'm in the process of trying to build out a more video editing. We offer video editing for our clients, mm -hmm. but I'm kind of in like this beta phase right now of trying to build out, like, how could I do this affordably? Or mm -hmm. how do I teach you to find the right person? I, I don't know. Um, there's this Facebook group called How She Did That. I don't know if they allow men folk in there, <laughs> but it's, um, it's like a whole Facebook group of VAs. And so I've, I've oh, really? found a good virtual, I've found several virtual assistants in there who can help you or like Fiverr or yeah. Upwork, or like you said, a college student, like if this feels like too much for you, like all you have to do is show up and look pretty and, 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 you know, film the video and you can always outsource the editing piece to someone else. Yep. hundred percent. So we'll leave you with that. Nate, thank you so much for your time. Yeah, this was, was like fun. Truly, I appreciate you so much. No doubt, for sure. Thank you for listening to Holistic Marketing Simplified, brought to you by Holistic Marketing Hub, our hybrid program that supports you with personalized coaching, caption templates, and virtual classrooms. In this program, we teach health and wellness professionals how to fish, but we also bait their hook. Head to holisticmarketinghub.com to learn more and use code PODCAST for $100 off. And hey, you know how every podcaster at the very end of their episode asks you to rate and review their podcast? Well, that's because it's super important. These podcasts take a lot of time and heart and effort to produce to bring you free information. So in order for me to be able to continue doing that, we need more people to find out about the show. So if you could, please just take like two minutes out of your very busy day to leave me a rating and share this on your Instagram stories and tag at Molly A. Cahill. That's C-A-H-I-L-L. -L. I would greatly, greatly appreciate your support. I truly appreciate you so much. I know your time is valuable and I can't wait to see you in the next episode.